0: Hi, I'm Chuck. I'm Sean. We're from Toolmonger.com, the web's first tool blog. This is One Beer Projects. Projects that take about five to ten minutes. You know, about the time it takes to drink a beer. So let's get started. Oh yeah, today we're going to talk about not getting screwed at the car repair shop. Yeah, they always
1: they always seem to jack you at the car repair shop. You it's never know. Easy. It's yeah, one of
0: yeah. the most famous things. Short of the guy who sold it to you, used mm-hmm. these are these people are known for getting to you. Now a lot of these guys are really honest people and just are work, hardworking guys. Uh, we 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 meet a lot of them on Toolmonger. Oh yeah. On the other hand, some of them are Hard, gonna screw you either because shady, yeah. either because they're shady or because they just slipped you know, or because one of the guys working for him is shady and you got to kind of watch your ass while you're, you know, when you're doing yeah. that kind of thing. I, I think that it's important to note that there are a couple of different decisions you got to make. The first decision that you got to deal with is whether or not you're going to take your car to a dealer or to an independent repair shop. And there's a big difference there too. There is. And and it's not that one is good and the other is bad or vice versa. It's, it's really something where they're just different a dealer is going to have higher rates so if you if you consider screwed being charged a lot of money then that might be that might qualify yeah that might do it uh, a lot of times their rates are going to be significantly higher on the other hand you're also going to find certified technicians often at a dealership they also might have uh, rental car places there that, I mean, and they, they may there's... have a reputation to uphold now yep. they may already have destroyed it or <laughs> or had so much money that they didn't uh, they don't need it or anymore or honestly i remember one time when i actually Uh, took a jeep that i had into a jeep dealership that had the five-star rating from jeep Mm -hmm. and uh, they went out of business the day after they returned (laughs) my vehicle and the repair was jacked up (laughs) and nobody would touch it oh sure it can happen they're not a sure thing either the independent shops they can be certified technicians as well they can be very high quality i mean there's a guy that we you and I have worked with here in in Dallas. That's just incredible.
1: Solid as the day is long. Wouldn't, uh, you know,
0: always tells you what's going on. Always a good price. It
1: it happens. I think
0: that, you know, this decision really depends. If you have a newer car, you may want to go directly, especially if it's a year old, of course, if it's under warranty. But, uh You know, if it's a couple of years old, you may want to look at a dealer if if you go to an independent retail shop either way, do a little checking, check the better business bureau, ask your friends, you know see if you can get a, a handle on it after that, regardless of where you go you get, there are two ways that you can get screwed: one is parts, one is labor mm-hmm. and let's look at parts first. The easiest way to find out whether you're getting screwed on parts is to simply call elsewhere and check on the parts' price. When they call you back and say, well, that break job's going to cost 1200 bucks," Maybe, maybe not. Phone. Maybe you're getting screwed. Maybe you're not. Ask them for a, to fax you a breakout of the price and labor, which they can do easily. Number one, they're going to know you're looking. So if they're trying to just stick it to you, they may stop at this point. Right. Once you get that fax, take a look. Pick up the phone. Call another dealership if you're at a dealership or if they're getting parts. Regardless, go ahead and call a dealership first. Ask for the parts department. Give them the, the, the parts that they're listing on there, the part number. Don't tell them that you're, you're, you're working with this dealership. Just say, hey, I need an X for this. Tell them the part number if it's on there. If it's not, describe it. Tell them about the vehicle. They will give you a price for the parts. Write that price down. If you got a couple of seconds, call a parts house, too, like uh, O'Reilly's or AutoZone, like AutoZone yeah, will yeah, have They, they didn't mean. have your, what is it, F-150 upper radiator hose? F-150 upper, radiator, upper hose? radiator hose, yeah. Uh, they, the most common truck on the planet.
1: 50,000 parts hanging behind In them. In Texas, no less. Yeah. It, yeah they what
0: all, I, I actually asked the guy, what are all those parts behind you? And they didn't <laughs> like that. Anyway, call one of these places or go online. Actually, a lot of them now, both O'Reilly's and AutoZone now have online service where mm-hmm, you can see mm-hmm. what the the price of the parts is and it's easy to call them too so take a quick look there now you're going to know is it you know what is what's the dealer want for it what does an aftermarket place want for it if these prices are within say 10 or 20 percent of what the dealership's quoting you or their independent repair shops quoting you you're okay you're not getting screwed they're gonna mark the par- parts up and the reason for that is they've got to go get the parts or they have to stock the parts mm-hmm. you know they're not going to give you essentially the here's the parts and leave price so don't feel like you're getting screwed if they're charging you a little more. If it's a hundred percent more, if it's fifty percent more, you might want to start you might want to look into it a little. Yeah. You might want to confront them about it and find out what's up. Another way that you can take care of yourself on parts is ask for your old parts back. Now, I know this sounds strange, but the truth is some of these guys will screw you by telling you that you need an X, whatever that X might be, then just Sit for a while, or, or hook the wire back up, or whatever the problem was, and turn it back to you. Turn it you back like, to you. Charge you cash for pocket it. Pocket the money for the parts. Pocket the money for the labor to install. So what you want to do is ask for those parts back. At least he's going to have to gin up one to give you, or make something up. Yeah, or if he something. wants to, you know, if he, if if they want to do that. So that's a good way to to protect yourself. And it'll be stupid. You'll throw the parts away in all likelihood uh beware they may tell you well there's a core charge you know okay <laughs> tell them you want to see the parts when you come in sure you know and and they'll know where you're coming from and if they give any crap about it go somewhere else mm-hmm. bottom line Labor, good mechanic won't do that exactly they know a good mechanic will be like no yeah, problem come on back you know take a look you know. and and once you've done it a few times you know you, you might not feel good after it anymore, yeah. but Labor is a little more difficult. I mean, how long does it take them to do this? The good news is that most mechanics, be they dealer mechanics or independent mechanics, are going to work off of what's called book rate. If you're not familiar with this, essentially there's a book that says doing this particular thing takes X amount of time. For example, you know, it, they, it might say that to change out the water pump on a Porsche nine forty four, <laughs> you would pick that. It one. takes eight point four hours. I, I actually looked it up. It didn't take us eight point five. Yeah, it took hours. us longer, but we're not a trained mechanic. So anyway, the, the concept is that's what that mechanic is going to get paid for doing that, regardless of whether it takes him twelve hours or two hours. Mm-hmm. Good mechanics can do it in less than the book time, and that's how they make money for their family and everything, and that's fine. Certainly at a dealership, almost certainly at an independent shop, they're gonna quote you the book rate. That's how they can call you and tell you that's ah, gonna cost X amount, exactly, even though they don't know how long it's gonna take, you know, to to actually do. So, number one, arm yourself with that information. You should know what the book rate is for the job that they're asking. There's a great way you can do this. I, I just got done bashing on AutoZone, but they actually the corporate uh, the corporation actually has a pretty good service called AllDataDIY.com. Yeah, it's a nice service. It is. It if you've ever wondered how mechanics actually keep up with your you know your vehicle when they're so. Incredibly many vehicles available. I mean, do they have a manual for every? It would, it, you know, the manual room would be the size of the building. Yeah, actually, the answer is they don't. Exactly. They subscribe to a service called All Data or some of the others. I mean, All Data is the one that we're personally familiar with. And essentially, you know, they pay a couple of grand a month for this service and they have access to information on all the vehicles for repair, including the book rate. Well, All Data also makes this available to the do it yourself or through AllDataDIY.com, where you can buy the data for your vehicle, rent it actually, for about 26 bucks a year, I think it is, and then 12 bucks for additional. Yeah, I think it's like 12 or 15 Yeah, after that. So essentially, you can go out there and for $25, $26, you can get the data for your car, the same stuff that the mechanic's likely using. This also includes the book rate. So you could go in for any particular job. The guy says, "Well, we gotta, we gotta uh, put a water pump in, and it's gonna take eight and a half hours." You know, you just bought this portion. You're thinking, "Oh, my, that guy is full of it." Yeah, my Chevy takes two hours. Yeah, yeah this, that's, this has got to be a joke, you know. So you pop it up, and sure enough, eight point five hours. You know, you're not getting screwed yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now, that's one way. Another way that you can really kind of keep a handle on, uh, on, on labor is to understand the procedure, even if you're not going to do it yourself. And the best way to do that is with a manual. Now, All Data DIY can handle that as well. Uh, You know, if you buy that service, you've got essentially a manual for the vehicle. You can walk through the steps required, kind of familiarize yourself with it, know if he's giving you, he or she's giving you a line, know if, if there's something really difficult involved. But if you're going to keep a car for a long time, you may want to go ahead and get a factory manual for it. Now, it's a little expensive. Yeah, the 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 ones from GM normally run like a hundred to two hundred bucks. Yeah, and and they're a little cheaper. Hondas tend to run under a hundred. Mm-hmm. Honda makes their manuals a little more easily, readily available. But and these aren't the the Haynes or Children's no, or, no. or manuals. These are the big factory manuals
1: that you'll the real see one. in the in the repair shop exactly. at the dealership or, or a mechanic's. The place one that or the something. dealer
0: will use. Mechanics, yeah. independent shops will almost always use something like All Data. But yeah, dealers older, have the manuals yeah. because they only really work on their vehicles. Right. And normally
1: people only bring in cars that are like 5 to 10 years old. So I mean they can they can kind of rotate those out too. So right. but they're big huge books. They cover almost everything in the car
0: and and it's it's you'll have to go to one to find one. And I know you're thinking okay why should I have this manual if I'm never going to work on the vehicle? Well, what you can do whenever somebody, you know, when they tell you, "Oh, we're doing a brake job and, you know, you need this extra part cuz it's screwed up." You can open you, the book, you can look at a picture of what's in there or a diagram. You can see if there really is one. I mean, I think my favorite one uh, story of all time related to getting screwed at the repair shop was a guy that I knew, I worked with years ago. He had one of those early Explorers, a but ugly explorers i mean you know what i'm talking about oh yeah oh yeah and he took it in to have a brake job done at this little independent shop and they called him back first and they said man you know we're getting ready to do this but the brake pads for your car cost like uh, 450 bucks because you got anti-lock brakes <laughs> he comes to me and he's like man i'm screwed you know i got all these you know anti-lock brakes 400 bucks you know i'm like yeah you're getting screwed all right and we pick up the phone we call and we find out of course That number one, the part number is the same for anti-lock and no anti-lock. Easy, I called a dealer and asked, so he's getting screwed. Number two, the dealer sold the pads for one hundred and seventy dollars. Yeah, which is still high. Now I call, you know, AutoZone, and you can buy the pads for forty-five dollars. Yeah, and you go, hmm, you know, interesting. Yeah. So then the next step is he finds out the guy calls him back and says, "Man, you know." There's something, you know, this is a double master cylinder, and because it's a double (laughs) master cylinder, you know, you just can't use the normal parts for a rebuild. You really need to rebuild the the wheel cylinder on this one, and it's going to, you know, the caliper, and it's going to blah, blah, blah. He just starts throwing out terms randomly, you know, and I was listening in this time because my friend came and got me. I'm like, first of all, you know, is it a caliper, is it a wheel cylinder, Oh, you know, it's the caliper. Okay. What do you mean double master? Well, uh uh uh, uh there's no such thing, you know. <laughs> if you even if you had no idea about that, you could have looked in the manual and seen that. So, you know, we got through this, we managed to get him through without getting screwed and guess what? Next time he knew what to ask. Mhm. So, and he didn't go back to that guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what a jerk, so. Well, I guess that's pretty much it. Let's go ahead and finish up our beers, and we'll wrap up. All right. So first choice, dealer independent. There are good dealers. There are good independents. Bad dealers, bad independents. Use your judgment. Take a look and and just research and find out what's going on. Exactly. Parts and labor for parts. Call the dealer. Call a parts house. Look online. Double check the parts prices. There are plenty of resources. You can always find them. Exactly. Ask for your parts back. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Labor, number one, find out the book rate for the labor that they're asking for. AllDataDIY.com is a great way to do that. Uh, call another dealer, ask them what it would cost to have the same thing done. Uh, own a manual, either the AllData manual or a factory manual.
1: And and sometimes both. And I'll tell you, even the cash that you're going to spend for this, you will it will be worth it in the long run. Even if you don't think so now, it will be worth it if you plan to keep your car for a while.
0: So there you go, a one beer project. If you'd like to find out more about any of this, you can check us out at toolmonger.com.